Good evening, friends. It is such a joy to gather here together on this Christmas Eve to worship together in this space. You will notice this evening we have this uh, this red lamp here tonight, and this has a very special story. Uh, the flame in this lamp actually came to us from Bethlehem. Um, each year, someone in Austria sends a small boy to Bethlehem to collect a flame from the cave in which it is said that Jesus was born. Um, and it is brought then back to Austria and dissipated around the world. So this flame has come quite some way. Um, and this lamp itself uh, came from Bethlehem when I was there a few years ago. And so tonight, as we light our Advent wreath and as we light our candles during Silent Night, they will come from this flame that traveled to us all the way from Jesus' birthplace in Bethlehem. Let us pray. Great God, as you came at night when all was still, so enter our lives this night. Illumine our paths with the light of Christ's presence, that we may clearly see the way before us, the truth to speak, and the life to live for him. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please stand as you are able and join me in our call to worship. 
The world, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. Glory to God in the highest. The Word was made flesh. Alleluia, Alleluia. And dwelt among us. Alleluia, Alleluia. Jesus, Son of the living God, splendor of the Father, light eternal. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, King of glory, Son of righteousness, born of the Virgin Mary. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Lord. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, Prince of Peace, shepherd of souls, perfect in holiness. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, friend of all, protector of the poor, treasure of the faithful. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, good shepherd, inexhaustible wisdom, our way, our truth, and our life. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, joy of the angels and crown of all the saints. Glory to you, O Lord. Christ is born. Give him glory. Christ has come down from heaven. Receive him. Christ is now on earth. Exalt him. O earth, sing to the Lord. O you nations, praise him in joy, for he has been glorified. Amen.
You may be seated. When Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, he became like us in all things but sin. May we who have been reborn in him be free from our sinful ways. Let us confess our sin together to God. Generous God, you give us the greatest gift of all, yourself, but often we find it hard to take notice. We are caught up with our own gifts, given and received. Forgive us, generous God, for the casual way we treat your gift of love. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all. No matter who you are, no matter where you've come from, no matter what you've done, this gift is for you if you but hear and receive it. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. This Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For us, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatest of his governmental and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The word of the Lord.
The psalm reading tonight is Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness.
A reading from Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a, a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them.
This reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests.
You may be seated. Our third gospel reading this morning comes from the gospel according to Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. O Christ, the prophets foretold your coming. The poor longed to see you. The heavens celebrated your birth. The apostles, the martyrs, and the faithful down through the ages repeated the song of the angels. Your church praises you in every human language, for she has seen your salvation. Son of God, you humbled yourself and became a servant, raising us up to share in your glory. We were in darkness, and you have given us light and strength, peace and joy. Lead us according to your loving will. Make us a people who follow you in holiness. Give us generous hearts to hear your word and produce in us abundant fruit through the power of your spirit. Amen. I had a really nice, sweet Christmas Eve sermon prepared for tonight, and I threw it away this afternoon. (laughs) It was too nice. And Christmas isn't nice. Or at least it wasn't originally. It was dirty, smelly, scary, and full of danger. The angels are not telling people to fear not as some sort of friendly greeting. The people they were delivering messages to were scared witless by the angels and their crazy message. Christmas was a teenaged girl giving birth to her first child in the midst of farm animals. Christmas was the people on the edges of society being the first to hear about God's plan for redemption and justice. Those shepherds were not considered to be polite company. Christmas was a corrupt, power-hungry leader killing babies and a young family fleeing their home as refugees to keep their little son safe. We'll read that part of the story on Epiphany Sunday in January. And I tell you what, if you're having a stressful or sad or just plain old blah holiday season this year, that is good news. Christmas doesn't have to be all nicey-nice and sweet and precious, because that's certainly not how it started off. For most of us today, weeks of preparation have come to their peak tonight. And some people have enjoyed the preparation more than others have. Packages are wrapped, unless you wrap them after church like we do, but at least they are purchased or made and ready to be wrapped. Cookies have been baked, 
Trees are trimmed, the family has been herded and dressed up and cleaned up and delivered to church. And very soon, we will light our candles and sing Silent Night. So what? What's the point? Seriously, why do we bother? If we didn't decorate or give gifts or come to church today, tomorrow would still come. The world is not going to blow up or fall apart if we don't do these things. Some of us are gathered here tonight out of a sense of obligation to our family, to the church, and there's nothing wrong with that. Living out our obligations to others is an important part of getting around well in the world, or adulting, as some of my grown children might say. But obligation can also feel stifling and stressful. Some of us are here because of tradition. We've just always gone to church on Christmas Eve, and there isn't anything wrong with having traditions. Traditions keep us grounded year after year as things change around us. But traditions can also hold us back from trying new things and exploring the world around us. Some of us are here because of nostalgia. We're trying to reconnect with something from the past, perhaps family Christmases, from when we were growing up. And that's okay, too. Where we were is part of where we are and who we are. But nostalgia can hold us back, keep us from moving on and growing into who we are meant to be today and tomorrow. Some come seeking deeper meaning in the world and in life. And that's something we humans are wired for. We should be seeking deeper meaning in the world around us. But sometimes we get so fixed on seeking, we miss what's right beside us. Some of us aren't really even sure why we're here, or we're here because of some combination of obligation, tradition, searching, and nostalgia. But none of those things are really what Christmas is about. It's not about obligation or nostalgia or tradition. It's not about cookies or decorations or dinners. Christmas is about God, the creator of the universe, coming down and entering into our frail humanity, full of obligation and tradition and stress and danger and hardship and pain, just to be with us. That's what Emmanuel means. God with us. On Sunday, I said that we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, every Advent, without realizing just how dangerous a request that is. It's a dangerous request because when God breaks into the world, people on the edges of society are invited in. When God breaks into the world, scared teenagers become the bearers of God's justice and compassion. When God breaks into the world, the plans of corrupt leaders are foiled and those seeking safety are granted refuge. When God breaks into the world, God breaks into a world that isn't nice or pretty or perfect so that we can be freed from the edges, from fear, from injustice, even from the stress of obligation, nostalgia, and tradition. If you are feeling swept up 
or run over by the modern Christmas machine this year, take heart that the message of Christmas is that we are freed from all that is holding us down, holding us back, holding us hostage. O come, O come, Emmanuel, is a cry out to God to break into this time and space and shake up the status quo and bring freedom to those who are tied down, beat down, worn down, or shouted down. That baby in that manger is going to call out corrupt authorities, throw tables around when people are being taken advantage of, Chase angry mobs away from that kind of woman? Stand up for children and outsiders and lonely people? And that is why he is good news. If your Christmas this year is nice and perfect and sweet, great. There's nothing wrong with that. That is a good thing to cherish Just don't forget to get up on Thursday morning and live out the world-changing message of justice and reconciliation and love that is delivered to us in Luke 2. It's a little scary, and that's okay. Fear not. God is with us, and God is the bringer of this new sort of peace and reconciliation. As you go out into the world tonight and launch into tomorrow with friends and family and everyone in between, remember that it doesn't have to be perfect or nice or sweet. You don't have to feel like you've got it all together or like you're filled with the Christmas spirit in order to really live Christmas. Our gathering here tonight is more than just obligation or nostalgia or tradition or searching. Our gathering here tonight is an act of rebellion against the forces of evil in this world. And it is our launching point to go out and be the presence of God in the world today. This is where we acknowledge that now it's our turn to go out and stand up for the powerless, speak up for the voiceless, shake up the world for the better. That is the Christmas message, my friends. It's not quiet or nice or sweet. It's wonderful and terrifying and world-changing. So Merry Christmas, my dear ones. Amen. What can I give him, as poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can, I give him. I give him my heart. We give tonight not out of obligation, but out of gratitude. We give cheerfully as we are able. If you are regular at St. Andrew's and have a Christmas offering, please use your envelope so that we know which congregation it's from and which congregation it should go to. Same for those from Emsworth. We also have online giving available for both congregations on the church website, and you're welcome to give that way as well. Together, let us share our tithes and offerings.
Gracious God, you have shown your great love for your children by using commonplace things for your purpose. Water to mark your children, bread and wine to feed and nourish us ordinary people to be disciples, a child in a manger to announce your grace. Take these commonplace things, these gifts of paper and metal and the lives that stand behind them. Bless and use them to proclaim your gracious love, for we offer them in the name of Jesus, the Lamb of God. Amen.
As we prepare this evening to sing Silent Night, I feel like it is only right to note that the organ here at St. Andrews is not working currently. And this song was first performed on Christmas Eve in 1818 at St. Nicholas Parish Church in Obendorf, a village in the Austrian Empire on the Salzach River in present-day Austria. A young priest, Father Joseph Moore, had come to Obendorf the year before. He had written the lyrics of the song Stille Nacht in 1816. The melody was composed by Franz Gruber, a schoolmaster and organist in the nearby village of Arnsdorf. Before Christmas Eve, Father Moore brought the words to Gruber and asked him to compose a melody and guitar accompaniment for the Christmas Eve Mass after river flooding had damaged the church organ. The church was eventually destroyed by repeated flooding and replaced with the Silent Night Chapel. And it is unknown what inspired Moore to write the lyrics or what prompted him to create this new carol. But in time since, it has been translated from the original German into countless languages. And so this evening, before we begin singing in English, hear it in its original language and one of the others that it has been translated into.
Now, my dear ones, go into the world carrying Christmas with you into everyday life. Open the inn within you and make room for that gift of gifts, our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the peace of our Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Hallelujah. Amen.